Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football league with the help of our starting lineup. At host to quarterback the show, we have Nick Giacobbe. Up next, a dual threat in Dynasty and Daily Fantasy, we have Cody Repass. And finally, working the waiver wire, we have Nick Cap. These are your playmakers that will provide you with sleepers, breakouts, and busts to help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 26 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where we give you our predictions, our picks, and the hopes that we help you prevail throughout the 2021 fantasy football season. I am your host, Nick Giacobbe, and joining me is Nick Cap. Nick, how many of your teams are not currently riddled with injuries right now after week 12? I think I have a, you know, not major, not seizing ending in every league, but I have seizing it. I mean, I have McCaffrey in two leagues, so that's, you know, that's over. Um, I have AJ. I, this is one league I have. I have AJ Brown that just hit the IR. I have Christian McCaffrey. I have DeAndre Swift. Um, there, there's pretty much go, and I was probably projected to win the title. It's a 12 man league. Um, you know, the, my healthy player is still Tyree kill and Joe Mixon. So, I mean, I still have hope, but, uh, that that's a big hit. And then I also have Jalen hurts who I'm going to miss in a league where four teams make the playoffs. I mean, I, I got major problems. It's, it's a bad time for injuries for all fantasy owners right now, especially when it comes to playoffs starting in two weeks, which hit week 12 playoffs usually start. I think it's usually week 14, but this year it's going to be 15 because what do we have 18 weeks this year? Yep. Or, yeah. So it'd be 15, 16, 17 would probably be the playoffs. So we have weeks 13, 14, two more weeks left. So we're going to try our best to help you guys out for obviously we'll help you out in the playoffs too, but these next two weeks to get you into playoff uh, playoff form. Um, I won three out of my four leagues this week. I'm still projected to make the playoffs in all four of them, but the wins were huge, huge, huge uh, this week, especially in our league. I had that Monday night miracle. I needed 30 points from Russell Wilson in the football team's defense, and I won by a point, I think. So uh, it's a miracle. All right. So fun show we have planned for you guys today. We have news, a lot of news and injuries to cover. We have our studs and duds from week 12 and a short waiver wire segment. Again, it's week 12, not many players to pick up. So if this is your first time listening, thank you so much and welcome to the show. We do this show every Tuesday, every Friday, and every Sunday. The Tuesday show has been live as of recently, and I'm uploading it tonight, so it may not appear till Wednesday, but uh, that's okay for the Tuesday and Friday shows. The audio version can be found on all podcasting platforms, including but not limited to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Anchor. If you are on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It does go a long way to help us out. If you want to watch the show instead, get audio and video. It's on our YouTube channel, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. The third show every week is Sunday, live. The time does fluctuate. What, what, what are we doing this week, Nick? I know you're going to the Jets game. What are we aiming for, like 8, 830? Yeah, around then. Yeah, so we'll give you a set time for Friday's show. Somewhere between 8 and 830, that will be our live show for this Sunday. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to follow us on social media, and please do, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is Primetime FF Pod. Facebook, YouTube is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Also, we do have a pretty major announcement. This Sunday, the Denver Broncos versus Kansas City Chiefs game, we will be commentating it. We'll be doing a live 
almost like a live stream, but audio only. It's going to be on an app called Colorcast. Colorcast is a pretty awesome app um, where uh, the people that do commentate on the games that you can listen to the feed. Um, you, they could actually bring you into the show. So you could talk, you could have guest hosts. It's almost like a a barstool-like live stream, but over audio. Pretty relaxed, pretty chill, not a straight play-by-play, -play, but just watching the game and reacting. So uh, we're doing that. We're doing a live stream for the Denver Broncos versus Kansas City Chiefs game. The app is called ColorCast, so we would appreciate if you guys did download it and joined into the stream on Sunday. Drop the comment. We could join you in if you want to do a guest hosting. We could actually bring you right in to ask a question. Think of like a live radio thing like you're calling into uh, the Yankees on WFAN or something like that. We could bring you in. We'll talk fantasy football. We'll talk the game. We'll talk any kind of football. So we'll have a lot of fun with that. So again, the app is called ColorCast, and uh, we'd appreciate you guys joining us for that Sunday night, Denver Broncos and Kansas City Chiefs. All right. First segment, injury updates and the news. Let's start with this because this is a pretty – we have a lot of – uh, big, big piece of news. Let's start with this. Christian McCaffrey, ankle injury on the IR again. He's out for the season. I think this is his third different injury on the year. Maybe he's had the ankle injury twice. I don't know. But out of 12 games, I think he's only played, what, three, four of them, maybe one-third. I think he missed eight games last season. Maybe it was 10. I'm pretty sure in his last, like, 24 games, McCaffrey's only played not 12. I don't even think he's played 12 games. He might have played 10. Wow. Nick, um, I'm going I'm to hand it off to you here, but I have some thoughts on this. So your thoughts on the Christian McCaffrey injury, um, the, the season-ending one, the overall uh, – the consensus number one overall pick in fantasy football, once again, is not going to be playing for your fantasy team. I mean, what a disaster. Like, I mean, we, we've talked about it on and off on the show with the injury history of McCaffrey. Is he still the number one pick in fantasy? I, I was saying, yes, if he stays healthy the rest of the season – he has to be just because he's two players in one. But I mean, this is the sixth injury in two years, sixth major injury, sidelining him for multiple weeks. I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I don't know how you can justify McCaffrey as the number one pick in fantasy next year now. I got a hot take Christian McCaffrey's not a first round pick in fantasy football next year. And maybe it's a hot take, maybe it's not, but the guy hasn't been on the field in two years. Not one year, two years. That's injury prone. That's an injury prone player. People want to label guys like Dalvin Cook as injury prone. Yeah, he's had a couple. Uh, a couple of the players that you know they want to uh, label as injury prone. McCaffrey has only played. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think he has only played like ten out of twenty four games or something like that. He, he played what four games last year out of sixteen, and this year I think he played four out of twelve. So eight. 8 and 10. It's 18 games missed in the last two years, I think. Again, my numbers could be wrong. That's injury prone. That's the definition of it. How can I spend a first overall pick? 1 to 10. Maybe a 10 I'll take him, but because I got the wraparound, but how could I trust that? Where's the trust? Um, it's, it's why Josh Gordon couldn't be drafted for fantasy teams. Like The talent was there. You couldn't trust that he was actually going to play football games for you. Um, same with a guy like Le'Veon Bell. When he sat out that season, again, people drafted him. How do you trust him, though? Antonio Brown, I got burned by him when I drafted him. How do you trust them? McCaffrey's in the same boat now. You can't trust him because he's going to keep getting hurt. And if he comes back next year and plays 16 games, guess what? I was wrong. I was wrong. But I think you seriously have, have to consider that there's a lot of talent out there. Najee Harris is a young running back. He's been a stud this year. 
Jonathan Taylor's been the running back one. Eckler's been awesome. Dalvin Cook and Kamara will be around. King Henry's going to come back. And Joe Mixon has been phenomenal. He had like 35 points this week. Um, he won't be a first-round pick, but Elijah Mitchell's been great. James Robinson's been pretty good. And then there's receivers out there. Cooper Cup is a machine. Devontae Adams, machine. Tyree Kill. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Like, where are you drafting McCaffrey at this point? Because I'm not drafting him 1-10. to 10. I'm not. So that's my take on uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, we're just going to run through all these running backs right now. Basically, the 1-4 to four picks we're going to run through right now. Delvin Cook, shoulder injury. Um, Nick, I don't know if you have more information on this, but I was scrolling through the Fantasy Life app looking at updates. Um, I think I saw that he tore his labrum while dislocating his shoulder. Then I saw that he tore his other labrum, so they're both torn. Then I believe I saw that Zimmer said that he may not have torn his labrum. Um, but I did see he's expected to miss at least two weeks, hopes to return December 20th against the horrific Chicago Bears. That's week um, one of the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, so that'll be week 15 of the fantasy playoffs. Um just, just, it's crazy that a lot of this has been going around about this injury. So, Nick, what do you make of this injury? Let's assume the reports are true, and he'll be back for week one of your fantasy playoffs, week seven, 15 against the Bears. So I was a Dalvin Cook owner last year, and the only way to describe him is when you watch Dalvin Cook play football, every single time he touches the ball and hits the ground, you have that fear that he has had a, a season-ending injury. And due to the history – and every time this dude hits the floor, it just looks like he's in thriving pain. If you watch that play where he got hurt, he was not hit in his shoulder. Like, there was, it was like a not – I mean, there was contact on the play. But it wasn't really like a con, non-contact injury, you know? Like, it was like a bizarre injury. And now he has two injuries, like, to his chest and his shoulder. Like, just as you talked about, you know, CMC being the number one pick in fantasy, you know, how can you justify Dalvin Cook as well now? Every time you watch this man go out on the field, it's like injury after injury. Like, even if he's not gone for a week, like, you know, he missed a couple weeks, you'll watch full drives, two, three drives in a game where he just won't see the field because he's just always dinged up. And every time he plays the game and gets 25 touches, he gives you a top five fantasy week. Like, yeah. it's the same exact thing as McCaffrey. When McCaffrey's out on the field, he's the number one running back in fantasy week in, week out. He'll just- always be an RB1 when he's healthy. It's just so interesting to me to see some of these injuries, all these bell cows to these running backs. Maybe it's the way that they're training. Maybe it's the way that they're stretching or not stretching. I don't know what it is, but the injuries have been insane in the last few years. And I just remember when we were in middle school, like I know Adrian Peterson tore, tore his ACL, but they came back and had what? A ridiculously good season. Like He wasn't yeah. a guy that got hurt every year. Marshawn Lynch, he ran like a bulldozer. He wasn't hurt every year. His injury was he'd eat too many Skittles, then puke on the sidelines, drink a bottle of Henny, go on the field, and run 70 yards in yeah. one run. Um, Jamal Charles, he was a tank. Uh, McCoy, like just some of these guys I feel like that were running like 10 years ago. DeMarco they Murray. getting hurt like some of these guys are. Derrick Henry was the guy that wasn't getting hurt. And now, again, injuries yeah. catch up at some point, but he had like four solid years where he wasn't hurt. Uh, and uh, Kamara too. Kamara is not a guy that really gets hurt, but we're going to talk about him right now. Kamara's missed two games with a knee injury, but he did practice the last three days. He plays on Sunday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. I think he's going to play. It seems like he practiced three straight games. So there's not much to say on this news. Is it thing. Sunday or is it Thursday that they Thursday. play? Thursday. Did I say Sunday? It's yeah, Thursday. I think so. It's Thursday. Thursday night football against the Cowboys. Um, 
I don't know much to say on this, but he's in your lineup for sure. That's that's really it. I mean, it's good to have him back. Temper your expectations. He's coming off a multiple-week injury. Taysom Hill's coming in who's hurt. There's not going to be a lot of running opportunity. Dallas is going to go put points on the board. Taysom Hill is going to run the ball, and every week where Kamara played with Taysom Hill last year at quarterback, he did not finish inside the top three, top five running backs. He's still an low-end RB1, RB2. Don't expect him to be your game-winning, league-winning running back through the playoffs like he was last year. I have a take. Um, it's a take that I kind of started on a couple minutes ago, but I'm going to finish it now. Usually the first five picks are running backs. Um, it's just kind of how it's been. I think it's got to change. I think I know how deep the receiver position is. I think it's got to change because as thin as the running back position is, there's been guys you could find off the waiver wire. I mean, look at Elijah Mitchell. He had like 30 points this week, and he's had a couple over, over 20. Um, you could find guys even in the later rounds. Um, he, James Conner was like round 10. Leonard Fournette was like round 10. I lost a fantasy matchup this week because of Leonard Fournette, and he's not a one-week wonder. Leonard Fournette's been a top 10 fantasy running back this year. James Robinson was projected for round seven before the injury to Travis Etienne, then he went in round three. Uh, Dave Montgomery, you know, he was hurt, but again, round three. I think it's time to get off the wagon of five running backs have to go in the first five picks because the injuries are piling up. I'm going to say this now, and we'll see how I feel next year. I'll probably feel differently. In the top five next year, I am comfortable taking Jonathan Taylor. I am comfortable taking Najee Harris. That's it. Those are the only running backs I am comfortable taking in the top five at the moment. I am not comfortable with McCaffrey. What's Eckler's age? The age thing with running backs. How old is he? Hold on. Austin Eckler age. Okay, I'll put Eckler in there too. I'll throw Eckler. Yeah, that's a good point. No, that's a good point. Um, Henry's, I love Henry, but his age worries me. He's like 28 and now he's coming off what, an ACL? Is that the injury for Henry, I think? Uh, it's not ACL. It's, it's pretty uh, bad. Might be I forget MCL. what it was. It's, it's a pretty bad injury. It's brain MCL. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Mixon, I wouldn't put Mixon in the, in the top five per se, but Mixon's been phenomenal too. Um, my, my point or my overall point being though, the past few years of McCaffrey, Dalvin, Kamara, Henry, and Saquon, no. I get I get your point. No. The fact is, no. at the running back I need position, somebody that I can trust to stay healthy for fourteen years. If, if you, if you take Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, like you're guaranteed 16, 17 games now out of them. You know, unless a catastrophic injury. With a running back, on average, they're missing two to three games a year, and all these top guys that have this bell cow workload are missing more than two to three weeks. So I'm not telling I, you to take like I'm not telling you to take Justin Jefferson in the top five. That's not a knock on Jefferson. I love him. I have him. He should still be a top, you know, two or three round guy. But if Devontae Adams, assuming Rogers is there, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, uh, Cooper Cup right now is ridiculous. Uh, even Debo Samuel, I think, could sneak his way in. Like he's been a top three fantasy wide receiver, whether you want to put him up there or not. Like there's just guys out there that I'm going to draft over a running back. And will I be thin at running back? Yeah. But uh, guess what? The name of the game is to score fantasy points. And I can't score fantasy points if Dalvin Cook is on my bench in the IR spot. So, anyway. um, We're going to move on to some other injuries here. Uh, J.D. Lee was carted off. I don't have an update on that. Do you have an update on that? I don't no, I haven't seen anything. So we don't know how serious it is, but both him and Antonio Gibson had over 20 fantasy points against that 
wonderful Seattle Seahawks defense. Um, DeAndre Swift, shoulder sprain. Dan Campbell said it's hard to say that you'd see him play Sunday. Looks like Jamal Williams will be locked and loaded. He had 15 fantasy points on Thanksgiving. I'm not worried about Swift. He's been – he's proved me wrong this year. He's been a top 10 fantasy running back. Um, not a serious injury like these other ones that we spoke about. Not worried about him, but if Jamal Williams is available in your league, go get him. If you have him, start him. They're going to um, – he's going to get a lot of work. So anything you want to say on that or – No, I agree with you. I, I run these injuries. If you want to say anything, you can just jump right in. Yeah. Um, another running back, Daryl Henderson, may be limited in practice due to a quad injury, but it does not sound serious. Nothing really to say on that. OBJ is a hit pointer, should be fine. Debo Samuel just spoke about him as a groin strain. will miss one to two weeks. I think he had another 20-point 20 20 fantasy matchup. Uh, we're going to talk about it in a couple minutes, um, I think. No, he, he wasn't top five. He had a good week, though. He had another good week. Um, that's a pretty big blow. He's going to miss, it looks like, two weeks, so he should be back by playoff time. But that's a guy you drafted in around, like, seven to nine who's playing like a guy you drafted in rounds two and three. That's a pretty big blow to your fantasy team. Like, I have him on a 12-man team that I'm the number I'm the number one team. I'm nine and three. I have the most points in the league, and I have Debo, who's been great. That's a pretty big blow. Man. That's not a, that's not a fun one. Um, but but uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Ayuk. Ayuk gets elevated. Ayuk definitely gets elevated over these, over these uh, next few weeks. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't Ain't say it. it. I'm going to tell you it. why. I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't say it. Because Kyle Shanahan's it. little droids are listening in, and they're going to tell him, oh, everybody's prepared for Ayuk to go off, and Ayuk's going to see the field 25% of the time. Yeah, probably. That's exactly what Shanahan's going to do. Probably. Ayuk's name. Probably, yeah. Um, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper's coming off the COVID list or could be coming off the COVID list. Mike McCarthy says he still has a cough. If he doesn't practice Wednesday, he won't play Thursday versus the Saints. This will be the third game he misses due to COVID. Then Jerry Jones says he fully expects Amari Cooper to play. So Jerry Jones has the cure to COVID and he's going to shoot a needle up in Amari Cooper's butt or something like that. And Did you hear know. what Jerry Jones said the other day about Cooper with COVID? What did he say? He, he was on his podcast and he pretty much said – Amari, we have the wide receiver depth not to need Amari Cooper's $20 million contract if he can't get a shot to stay healthy for our team. That's pretty much what he said. He went off on the fact that Cooper didn't get the shot. So I have wow. a feeling at the end of this year, Amari Cooper, or the next end of next year, Amari Cooper's not going to be a Dallas Cowboy anymore. Jerry Jones has a podcast? Jerry Jones does have a podcast for an owner. It's not as good as the Primetime Fantasy podcast, but it's still entertaining. <laughs> That sounds horrible. The only thing better than that could be an Undertaker podcast. <laughs> we should do a podcast together. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, that'd be – that's a bad idea. That's a very bad idea. Jerry Jones and Undertaker talk like world events and politics. <laughs> I think I need this now. That I'm sounds pitching like a good pairing. It. I'm pitching it. Um, Darren Waller strained IT band. I don't even know what that is. It's in the knee, though. I know that. All, um, all I know is I drafted Darren Waller, and I'm not going to play Darren <laughs> Waller this week. That, like, that's all I know because of this. Well, season. I don't think he's playing this week. He's week to week. I think he's out this week. I forget who the backup is, but the backup scored Maru. 19 points. Maru. Maru, yeah. Maru, Maru scored like 19 points the week that Darren Waller didn't play. So yeah. I, I, that, I have a waiver claim for him in the, in the league. That's that a sneaky – yeah. Uh, Nick, you want to jump in the notes and add it to the notes? That's a sneaky waiver claim. I should have had yeah. that in there. Taysom Hill should be starting, I think. Rappaport says he's going to start, but Sean Payton says he hasn't decided yet. Taysom Hill's dealing with a plantar 
fascia, fascia. Guys, I don't know how to say that. I, I don't know how to tell the fans this other than the league just made up a bunch of fake injuries this week. Play <laughs> people like it's very the painful. Only the only excuse is that all these guys said I need two weeks off before the playoffs. Like that. That's it. That yeah. that's the only excuse. These are fake names I never heard of, and I've been playing fantasy for nine years. <laughs> Um, yeah, apparently it's very painful and Drew Brees dealt with it for like two years or something, but it looks like he's going to play. So I wouldn't start Taysom Hill in fantasy though. Not a quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts had an ankle injury. He got taped up. I think during the game, he got through the game, but Nick Sirianni says he isn't fully sure if Jalen Hurts would play next week. That's a big Jaylen blow. Hurts, That's a big you know, blow. Cause Jalen Hurts has been a top 10 fantasy quarterback this year. So, I, I have Jalen Hurts in fantasy. I would take the week off when I go watch the Jets upset the Eagles this week. That's my recommendation to Sirianni. We, um, uh, we'll find out more on Wednesday if he does practice. Uh, breakout tight end, Dan Arnold is a grain to MCL spring. Going to be out four to six weeks. I believe he's now on the IR. That's probably the end of his season, so you could drop him unless you want to keep him. I don't know why you would, though, but maybe maybe yeah, a dynasty. Do not keep Dan Arnold. Um, drop you, Dan Arnold. You, you could drop him, yeah. Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee's show like he is every Tuesday. He's hoping to avoid surgery on the toe, but he did say he will not miss time. So looks like uh looks like he's gonna keep playing well. Number one fantasy quarterback on uh number two fantasy quarterback on the week, excuse me. Pat Fryermuth is in concussion protocol, got hit in the head on Sunday. We'll learn more later this week. We did have a productive week, I think 14 fantasy points. He's living up to the hype at the beginning of the season. He was a sneaky pick, a late round sleeper and he's lived up to it he's been a good tight end this year so that's a great dynasty uh keeper by the way we got this news about an hour ago daniel jones has a strained neck he's week to week mike glennon is he starting next week or that's just rumored uh daniel jones wasn't ruled out yet but mike glennon will be the starter if daniel jones can't go the, the giants uh they're just eating Injury flakes. I can't think of a serial analogy at this point. I'm trying my best. I don't know. Serial uh, injurios. I don't know. Maybe they're a bunch of eyes. Maybe they're a bunch of bones. All the bones that they're breaking on that team. But everybody on the Giants is injured. That's the best way to describe that team. Um, everybody on my fantasy team is injured. That's yeah. all I can so. um That's all the news we have for this week. All the injuries. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's in a cast. Everybody has crutches. And some people have COVID. That's about it, though. All our injuries. So now I'm gonna go to the weekly wrap. Biggest studs and duds from week 12. Quarterbacks, top six, Josh Allen, 26.7. Aaron Rodgers, 26.2. Dak Prescott, 25.3. Matt Stafford, 21.9. Mac Jones, 21.5. Derek Carr, 21. Um, Nick, if you're gonna talk about Mac Jones, then I'm gonna speak first. If you're not gonna speak about Mac Jones, I'll speak second. Go take Mac Jones. Yeah, um, and Mac Jones was my lock of the week last week, and I said I thought he was going to finish right near the top 10, around the top 10. The Titans had the worst defense in fantasy football when it comes to wide receivers and I think top three against quarterbacks, and uh, he finished in the top five. I did not predict that. I predicted the top 10. I think Mac Jones can be rosterable now. I think he's a guy you could trust as a backup. I'm not telling you to start him every league in a 10-man or 12-man league. There's probably still too many quarterbacks, but the Patriots, Belichick's still the best coach in football. He took the year off last year, first year that Brady and Cam Newton didn't really work out. And Cam Newton, we're going to talk about him in a couple minutes. But uh, yeah, um, I, I was, I got to, it's going to be a mix of apologies and patting myself on the back in the segment. So yeah, Mac Jones, good call by me. Good call. Good call. Um, Nick, how about you? Your uh, quarterback uh, stud of the week. 
I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers delivered against a tough defense. I was not I did not think he was gonna have a week like this. He played extremely well. Um, you know, I thought he would struggle with the injury. He struggled um two what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, you know, he's kind of been there's been a little bit of uh, pessimism around him since that week one bad start, but since then he he's just been a really solid quarterback. Only two weeks under twenty points, and one of them was seventeen. And a lot of those weeks are twenty five plus. So, Aaron Rodgers, kudos to you. You've been pretty solid since that bad performance in New Orleans. And our quarterback, uh, I, I do want to mention this before we go on. Three of those quarterbacks were on Thanksgiving, so some people got some yeah. good uh, some good Thanksgiving uh, fantasy luck there. Duds of the week, quarterback 20, Tom Brady, 11.2. Quarterback 25, Lamar Jackson, 9.4. Quarterback 29, Jalen Hurts, 6.9. Quarterback 31, Cam Newton, 6.1. I think I know who you're going to talk about, so I'll let you take this one. Do you think you know who I'm going to talk about? I'm talking Jalen Hurts. Oh, I thought you'd talk Cam Newton. You've been on nah, the Cam train, so I thought you were going to talk Cam Newton. No, nah, I'm going to talk Newton, Jalen Cam, Hurts. Cam Newton should be dropped, by the way. Like, yeah, uh, we were all in on Cam Newton, but I'm all out on him. Yeah, uh, well, I'm going to tell you this. Out of those bottom three, I'm pretty sure there were 10 total interceptions and about, like, 15 completions going into halftime. Like, all three of them played horrendously. Lamar, that's Lamar Hurts and Cam That Newton. Browns game was horrendous. Uh, the last, like, two, three minutes of the first half was interception, fumble, interception, fumble. It was, it was really bad. It was really bad football. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, I saw this stat, and it made me extremely, extremely, extremely worried about him. Like, he has not had a game um, this – it was either – I think it was this season or his whole career. I mean, it's not a lot of games last year, where he threw over 250 yards with, like, 60 completion percentage. Like, he is – oh, he's only had one – I think it was one game with that stat line. Um, But in all those games, he also threw his picks. So it's just when they're down a lot and he's stat padding. Um, and the Eagles have been a much better team than we were led to believe. So, I mean, he's playing well. He's still the quarterback three, I think, on the season. So you're not benching him. You're still starting him. But now with the injury, with this bad week and with three interceptions, I mean, he's got the Jets, so you can't avoid benching him there. Goes into the bye. And that playoff schedule is beautiful. So my takeaway is don't worry too much about Hurts, and there's going to be a lot of media surrounding him negatively. But, I mean, still the quarterback three and got a – Washington Giants, Washington, rest of the year, and for the playoffs. I spoke about Cam Newton, so that's my dud of the week for the big time. Because um, we were all we were all in on Cam Newton, and yeah. So, wide receivers, wide receiver one, Jalen Waddle, twenty eight point seven. Wide receiver two, T Higgins, twenty three point four. Wide receiver three, Adam Thielen, twenty three point two. Wide receiver four, Kendrick Bourne, twenty three point one. And wide receiver five, Hunter Renfro, twenty one point six. I said it's going to be a mix of patting myself on the back and apologies. So Jalen Waddle, I apologize. I have been yeah. on the Jalen Waddle train the entire season. I think he's been my lock like three times. Anytime we do the rapid fire start sit, I usually take Waddle. I have been on the Waddle train this season. I was against him last week. Um, I said it was a bad match against Carolina. I said he gets locked up by Gilmore. Said it's just you don't play him this week, and I was wrong. Wide receiver one on the week, not even top five, like one number one. I was a bajillion percent wrong. So to anybody that did listen to that, I apologize. I got that one wrong. Uh, but I, I think I said to play Hunter Renfro when we did a Thanksgiving segment. So I think I got that one right. I've been a, I've been on Renfro the whole season. So um, he's been he's been a pretty good target. I have him in my twelve man league, that my best team. I have Renfro starting every week. So what about you, Nick? Your biggest wide receiver stud of the week. 
you didn't write him here, but I'm going to talk about him because a lot of people aren't this week. It's Odell Beckham Jr. 10 targets. He had the big touchdown, with which made his week, but 10 targets from Matthew Stafford and that Rams offense. His rest of the season schedule next week as Jacksonville lock him in. And Arizona, where you could debate it. Then go Seattle, Minnesota, Baltimore, three horrendous secondaries for the playoffs. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. There's going to be a year Odell Beckham Jr. is a league winner when he leaves that Browns team. Right after the bye, 10 targets, that's a good sign for you if you're an Odell owner. And he should have caught a couple of those. Not really his fault, but Stafford's timing was a little bit off with him. He's behind on a couple of those throws. So. Once that chemistry gets better, man. I, I hope you're right because I have him in three out of my four teams, so I hope you're right. Um, and the duds of the week, Jamar Chase, 6.9 points. Chris Godwin, 4.7. Mike Evans, 4.6. Jerry Judy, 4.5. Devontae Smith, 4.2. Tyler Boyd, 3.3. DK Metcalf, 2.3. going to break this down real quick. Um, Chase and Boyd, the Bengals' offense – is weird to an extent where, again, one of those receivers is going to crack 20. Well, we, the guy that cracked 20 was T. Higgins. Um, and the others are going to be question marks. There's also the Joe Mixon show. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. Same with Godwin and Evans. It was the playoff Lenny show with a hint of uh, Rob Gronkowski. I'm not worried about any of those guys. I'm worried about DK Metcalf. He's turning into a diva. He's looking at his hands a lot, and his, his body language is bad. And the Seahawks are a broken football team. They're shattered. It's like when you drop a glass on the floor and you just got to vacuum it all up. They're shattered. There's nothing good about them right now. They can't be put back together. You're not starting a Seattle Seahawk next week. You're just not. They're facing the 49ers, and the 49ers are pretty hot right now. I'm not starting any Seahawk. Like, I think I have That's to start. Me. Look at my Jets draft pickup. I I think I have to start DK in my fantasy in my twelve man league. I have Russ in two leagues. I think I'm going to start Burrow in one and probably Carr in the other. They're, they're a mess right now. So DK is a mess. Like it's not even him that challenges the team. You could just see the body language of everybody on those guys. They're not having fun. They're definitely not having fun. They don't seem motivated. They don't seem like a football team right now. They seem like a collective group of guys who, yes, they're talented, but they're not playing with that talent. So, yeah, that worries me a bit. So who is your biggest dud of the week with the wide receivers? So just real quick on DK, you know, I said he would finish wide receiver one on the year. First off, I was wrong. I apologize if anybody believed that. Um, and number two, he, Nick, Nick's favorite thing to do in lock flop is flock whoever's going up against Ramsey. Week one against the playoffs, you got to bench DK. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's got Ramsey week one. Oh yeah, the yeah. I'll flop the entire. I'll flop the entire Seahawks offense for the rest of the year. Um, but yeah. Um, and then to go to the wide receiver position, I'm going to talk a little bit about. I took the list off if you needed it. I thought you were talking about DK. No, I mean, I, I kind of want to go with DK. I kind of agree with you though. I feel like most of these are one offs. You know, the Bengals. You know what you're not going to get. Um, I want to talk about T. Higgins a little bit, even though he was a star. I benched the idiot thinking I would get Elijah Moore to go off. I don't know why I trust the Jets. Oh, I was wrong on Elijah Moore. I think he had about 11 points, 10 points. I don't have him. He, in a he had a good game. enough week, but he didn't have a boom week like we all thought. I had I had him having a boom week, and I was wrong. We were right on Brandon Cooks, though. We both said to play Cooks. Cooks had a pretty good I, I got to tell you, I, I got to tell you this. Last week, I had one of the greatest like weeks of my predictions. This week in fantasy, if the Jets didn't win, it would have been like kamikaze for me. 
My most points scored in any of my fantasy leagues was 108 points. I have six leagues. My most uh, horrendous. I somehow went three and three, thankfully. Uh, My predictions were horrendous this week. I'm going to take full accountability. I was bad. I'm going to be better this week for you guys for Friday show. I um I I was three and one and the one <laughs> we'll talk about right now I lost the one because of Mr. Leonard Fournette who put up forty four on me, running back one Leonard Fournette forty four point one running back two Joe Mixon thirty two point three, running back three Elijah Mitchell twenty seven point eight, running back four next guy Cordell Patterson twenty seven point five, running back five Antonio Gibson twenty three point six I think he's been in this top five the last two or three weeks twice, and running back twelve the only reason we're talking about twelve. Miles Gaskin, 19.2, because guess what? It was an even week, so you play Miles Gaskin. The streak is so weird. I have to pull it up right now. I just need to confirm it. Uh, uh, Gaskin's not my biggest stud on the week, but I, I just need to look at this. Because if this pattern continues towards the end of the season, like it, it would just be one of the greatest things in fantasy football history, in my opinion. It, no, he broke it. No, it's the yeah, odd one that's usually good. No. The streak ends. He Brock Lesnar did. Damn. All right. Who's your biggest running back stud on the week, Nick? Mine is Mr. Cordell Patterson. I got to talk about him. And I'm going to tell you why I got to talk about him. Because he got hurt um, two weeks ago against Dallas. And since week one of the fantasy season, 24-16, 35-19, bye week, 15-18-20, then injury week. Uh, out against New England, 28, and right off the injury at his most carries of the year. Cordell Patterson's ceiling is way higher than any single fantasy analyst in the history of fantasy analysts would have ever predicted. Um, this is absurd what he's done, and he owes, he gets all the kudos in the world for me. Proved me wrong this entire year um, and has been an absolute monster of a running back. Finish, now he's inside the top 10. And he's had his bye week and had an injured week and got hurt one, during one week. I wonder where Cordell Patterson's ADP is going to be next year. That's such a good question because he's like 30 years old. I'm pretty he's sure he's 30. 30. He's 30. He only had one injury this whole season. And with all the other injuries at running back, uh, he's going to finish inside the top 10. I wonder if he goes in the third round. I would I would, I would, would not be surprised if people were yeah. taking that. That's a really interesting question that we could debate in the offseason. That's, that's... Yeah. Um, Mixon's been phenomenal this year. Um, Gibson's starting the, I said to play Gibson. He was my lock of the week last week. I said to play him. Um, Seattle defense. Um, Elijah Mitchell. He's been, he's been great. He's been, uh, he's at over 20 fantasy points, like three out of the last four games. And guess what? He faces Seattle this week. So we're going to do lock flop. We're recording tomorrow night. I'm already telling you, Nick, that's my lock. Like if, if that's my lock is Elijah Mitchell. Um, I need to talk about Leonard Fournette, though. I think we were both a little iffy on Fournette with the Colts defense has been pretty good against running backs, but, man, four touchdowns. Uh, he had, like, a Jonathan Taylor-type performance with 44 fantasy points. He dunked yeah. on me, and I, I lost because of Leonard Fournette. He's been a top-10 fantasy running back this season. Um, talk about ADP. Uh, what's his ADP going to be next year, man? Like, these are going to be fun questions we have in the offseason, but, yeah, he's been good this year. He's been good, and Brady likes him. So, um, yeah, shout-out to him, I guess, for beating me. Um, all right, our duds running back 30, Saquon Barkley 9.3 has been a bust of the year candidate. Running back 38, Najee Harris 6.7. The Bengals got owned, I mean, the Steelers got owned by the Bengals twice this year. Running back 41, Nick Chubb 5.9. Um, Aaron Jones, I didn't, I didn't even know Aaron Jones played. 
He only had 2.3 fantasy points. Kareem Hunt had two. He was on a snap count. Alex Collins has 1.7. Pete Carroll sees that number and thinks we got to run the ball more. So, uh, who's your biggest bust of the week with the running backs, Nick? I'm going to talk about your little brownies, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You know, <laughs> me and Nick, we said those are the only two Browns that you trust out on the field. We know Hunt had the snap count, so it's more on Chubb. But, I mean, the two of them did not deliver in any which way. Um, Nick's brother runs the stack of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt every week. If this happens, you are guaranteed an L. It's kind of like that, you know, win-loss. But what, I, what I'm more shocked by is, like, the direct correlation between Nick Chubb does well, Kareem Hunt does well. It's not like you don't really see a week where Chubb's going to have 40 and Hunt's going to have five. And you see a week where Chubb has 10. And, and the Browns didn't do well. They scored 10 points. The Browns yeah, didn't do when well. When the team doesn't play, I mean, the team runs through them. And for as much as people want to critique OBJ, you want to look at the Browns ever since Odell was not, like left the team. That team has been an absolute shambles. And even Kareem Hunt's dad had to pull an Odell and call out the entire organization. I don't know if you saw that. But I did. I did. The, I mean, look, the, that team is in absolute shambles. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year last year, Cleveland Browns, a lot of people's Super Bowl prediction, not making the playoffs this year. No shot. But they're my AFC um, championship game player prediction. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, for me, uh, man, I kind of want to say Najee Harris, but it wasn't really his fault because he was noodle arm at quarterback. Saquon's just a problem, man. He's a bust. Like the injury, the team itself's a wreck. Like Saquon's a problem. Like I guess you have to play him because of where you drafted him and the position is thin, but he's another one next year. Like, why would you draft him? Why? Well, what are you trusting? Why would you draft him over a receiver or a running back? Like, why? He's just I mean, one that I'm, I'm just excited gonna... for these ADP questions because it's guys like this. I'm, I'm staying, but but I don't care what his ADP is. Like, I'm not drafting him. His ADP could be Nine, ten. I'm not drafting him. He got to round if ten. If you saw in Saquon league. Barkley at the beginning of the third round, and you went wide receiver, running back, you're telling me you wouldn't think about Saquon in the th- early third round. What other running backs are available? I mean, who who's going to be really in that range? I'll take James Before, Robinson over him. I mean, base. I I think I'll take, think Ezek- I'll take Ezekiel Elliott over him. Uh, well, Zeke's going to be a for end of the first rounder next year anyway. We're beginning second rounder. I'll take Aaron Jones. If, if, if AJ Dillon's Jones, starter, Jones will be above him anyway. I, I think I think Saquon's Barkley's ADP next year is end of the second round. Give me four, give me three or four running backs that would be around his ADP, and I'll tell well, you how much. Or well, I guess Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde. That's the know. running backs that went end of the third. That's where I would put him. Well, I think I, James, James Robinson. James Robinson was end of the third, and so was uh, Montgomery, Montgomery, Carson, Gaskin, Montgomery. I plead the fifth. <laughs> we'll talk about know. it in the off season. <laughs> I don't know that. That's yeah. This this would be a really fun conversation. Um, tight ends number one. Jack Doyle came out of nowhere. Twenty point one points. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, 19.3. I, I almost got gronked in two weeks. I did not. Th- Dawson Knox, back in the top five, 18.2, tight end, tight end breakout of the year. Mark Andrews, 16.5. I did say to play him. I said he was going to be raving the play. And Nick's man, Dalton Schultz. Yes, sir. Delivered. All righty, Nick, talk about him. Talk about uh, him. I'm not going to talk about him. Oh, oh, come about on. Him. You cannot talk about Dalton Schultz. He's your dude. I know. I see him on the list. I get a little hyper. All right, fine. I'll talk about Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Wait to talk, about? Talk, talk about two guys. Talk about whoever you want to talk about. 
All right, Dalton Schultz, Schultz, way to deliver. Didn't have your wide receiver one there. Didn't have your wide receiver two there. And you you were an absolute unit, absolute stud in that loss. Um, All right, let's talk a little bit Gronkowski. Gronk, you know, Nick, I was with you, Nick. Nick said he would be the bust on the year. He is based on the injuries, but based on average points per game, he's at 15, and that includes a terrible week because of an injury. Like All Brady does look him in the end zone. Brady looks right at him at the end zone. Gronk has been an absolute unit, and Mike Evans has been an absolute bust because of it. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans definitely suffers the most from it. Um, uh, and Mark Andrews was great. Mark Andrews was really great. The only productive Raven, and again, he, you drafted him as a top five, six tight end, and he's produced just about every week for you. Uh, and Dawson Knox. I've, ta- I've talked about Dawson Knox before. He's this year's Robert Tunyon. He's probably been a little bit better than Robert Tunyon. He's Josh Allen's favorite red zone target. It's not Diggs, not Beasley. It's not Gabriel. It, it's Dawson Knox. Two touchdowns, three receptions, 32 yards. Two of them are touchdowns. Um, he's a guy that Allen looks to every single week. The bust on the, on the week, Kyle Pitts is back here again, 4.6. Noah Fant, 39, 4.2. Number 38, tight end, uh, Kittle. Actually, he's got to be 40 or something. He's only 2.3. And Dallas Goddard had Uno. Um, I'll stand up for this one. I said play Noah Fant. I was wrong to play Noah Fant. Chargers have been bad against tight ends, but the Broncos are a horrendous football team. We're going to get to talk about the Broncos on our on the ColorCast app on Sunday when we do commentary, and we'll talk about Noah Fant, but he wasn't good, and I was wrong on that one. So I'll stand up for that. So, yeah. And also the Falcons are I, – I, I hate the Falcons. I hate the Falcons. Yeah, I talked to – I ripped the Falcons apart way too much. I'm going to talk Dallas Goddard. Um, you know, like I said, the stat about Jalen Hurts, it gets me worried. You know, it, it's worrisome for Hurts, but Hurts still gets like 70 rushing yards out of nowhere. Um, when you look at guys like Goddard and Devontae Smith, where you see games where, you know, your quarterback's throwing for under 200 yards consistently, it you know, there is not going to be a week where both are going to deliver. Like comfortably, both are going to deliver. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm not playing either or for the rest of the season because I just don't, you know, Hertz is going to keep running. Sanders is averaging over five yards per carry on the ground. Even though it doesn't translate to fantasy, that's a ridiculously good number. Um, you know, there is no reason at this point for them to ramp up the passing because they're around a 500 team and they're just sticking to Jalen Hurts, just go carry us to a win. It's working. So, you know, you can't really, I, I just don't know if I could trust Goddard or, Devontae Smith or anyone else on that team other than Hurts at this point. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Alrighty, we're going on to the week 13 waiver wire. Not a lot of guys to talk about. They may not even be available on your waiver wire, but they're the guys you should pick up if they are. So, Alexander Madison, he's been great. He's been great, great when Dalvin Cook's been out. He's going to be out two weeks now. Um, I think he could be a starting running back in this league. I think he's only 24 years old, so Alexander Madison. I think he's owned in like 40, 50% of leagues. If he's available, go get him. Uh, same with Jamal Williams. Jamal- I, know, I know we've kind of off-scripted a little bit um, you know, throughout the show just for conversation. I'm a, I'm a, a good question about Madison. Who's a better running back talent-wise, Alexander Madison or Tony Pollard? Madison by a mile. You think so? Madison I think Pollard's a, a better back. Madison's good too. I think I think both of them. If Dalvin, Co- if you took Dalvin Cook out and you took Zeke out, I think both of them perform just as well as their counterpart. I think Pollard would outperform. Zeke. I don't think Pollard would. I think Madison's a better running back. But good conversation. Uh, Jamal Williams. He's owned in forty six percent of ESPN leagues uh, right now. Again, back up to DeAndre Swift. He should play this week at least, and then maybe um, you know future weeks. Um, 
Trevor Hubbard, he's he's got to be owned. I'm just double checking again the percentage. He's owning 33. percent 33. So Trevor Hubbard, he might be a running back one to get this week because McCaffrey's out for the season. So I would say just, Hubbard. I would so, say Hubbard. So I I say Hubbard would should be your your number one waiver wire if he's available. So Hubbard Hubbard's got like the weird fork in the road. So Hubbard he's on a buy this week. So if he's he's available in 67 percent of leagues, stash he's gonna be there. Like people are not going to notice. He's going to slip through the cracks, and he's going to be there for someone in your league. At you know, statistically, two out of three, you are going to have him in a league. And he's um, probably dropped when McCaffrey came back, unless you exactly. Owned McCaffrey. I, I I dropped him when McCaffrey came back because I said to myself, if McCaffrey's not playing, he's not going to deliver anyway. Um, but if you're fighting for a playoff spot, you can't go with Hubbard because Hubbard's not playing this week, and you don't have a running back. Um, yeah. And in the playoffs. Hubbard has one of the hard, the top one of the top five hardest schedules for a running back, and if they're playing Cam Newton or PJ Walker, who are mobile quarterbacks, neither of them are. He's not really going to deliver that much, um, you know. So Hubbard, he's a good pickup for the role for like a season long because you know the thin position, but he's going to have tough matchup, and you're not going to have him for a week where you're fighting for a playoff spot. So yeah. for me, I'm taking Alexander Madison as my first waiver wire pick because you need to fight for the playoff spot. And with Dalvin Cook dealing with pretty much three injuries, two torn pectoral muscles, and a shoulder, it's possible he's not seeing the first or the second week of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, also, Boston Scott might be a guy you want to stash. Um, and Foster Moreau and the Raiders that we just talked about, the week that he had 18 fantasy points, um, the one week that he started when Darren Waller was out. So if you do need a tight end streamer for this week, um, he's a good guy to go uh, pick up. So – uh, yeah, that, that's your waiver wire for this week. I know Nick says Madison. I actually do agree with Nick now. Nick made a good point. So I would go Madison, Hubbard, uh, Jamal Williams, Boston Scott. Um, you could bump up Foster Moreau if you do need a tight end. Um, just I, I have a little bit of a different order. I, I have Madison Garrett. at the one. I have someone you did not name. I have Dontrell Hilliard at the two. The Tennessee. He's Titans. another one. I, he's another one I consider, but he's splitting with Deontay Foreman. He, he's a good he, stash. He's a good stash. He's also coming off. He also, I believe, he also has a buy this week. So you're not going to. They see do, him. yeah, they do have a buy so this week. He's going to be there. There is going to be someone that you're considering dropping on Saturday, and he's going to be there, and you could just stash him and keep yeah. him throughout the weekend. Yeah, um, he's so. my number two, just because I think you can play him throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we said Chuba Hubbard, who would be the three. Mm-hmm. Jamal Williams probably only going to play this week as a starter. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's our waiver wire for this week. Hopefully we help you guys out and you can pick up some guys to kind of help you, um, you know, as your playoffs, uh, implications in the next two weeks. So that was our show. Thank you so much for listening. Again, the big announcement that we had, we're going to be on the color cast app. You can download it through Apple, uh, Google play anywhere where there's, um, you know, your, uh, your app store ColorCast is the app. You can listen to us live. It's only audio, but we're doing commentary during the, uh, Broncos versus Kansas City Chiefs game. It's going to be halftime, too. It's going to have me talk right through halftime. So we'll be there for halftime. If you don't want to, you know, come during the game, come at halftime, come for the pregame. We're going to do answer your questions. We're going to talk. If, if you're friends with us, we'll put you on the hot mic. You could come in for a couple minutes and chat with us. It could be a lot of fun. ColorCast app. Please download it and help us out. It actually is a big opportunity for us. So um, we really would appreciate it. Um, again, if you enjoyed this show, the next time you'll hear from us is this Friday, is that December? I think it might be December 1st or 3rd or something. It is December 3rd, Friday, December 3rd. We're into December now. That's crazy. Um, it'll be a lot of fun, though. We're going to have our normal Friday show, audio versions on all podcasting platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, also on our YouTube, the video. 
um, and our live show on Sunday is going to be at 8 or 8.30 Eastern time. That's all we got for you guys. We'll talk to you on Friday.